Hi Mama and welcome back to Mama's Mission. I want to apologize first and foremost because the dreaded COVID has hit our household and it's not that bad, it's just a cold really, but as a result I sound awful <laughs> and clogged up and yeah, I sound a lot worse than I actually feel which is a blessing, but I just want to put that out there. Today in our episode we have an interview with Kaysen from Her Pursuit and it is such a good one, I'm telling you. It's not so much focused on discipleship, which is cool, but it's also looking at mamas in particular and how the concept of how we can't pour from an empty cup. So today Kaysen unpacks a whole lot of rhythms, routines that she implements in her life especially one where she breaks up with her phone which I really enjoyed and then we go through how to make some time self-care that kind of thing so if that's something that would interest you and I know you're going to get so much out of this interview I hope that you stay tuned hey there you're listening to Mama's Mission, a podcast that unpacks the mission of discipling your kids into a real and loving relationship with the Lord while doing all we do in this crazy thing we call mamahood. So if you're looking for a place to get inspired about discipling your kids, get some actual tools to do so, and to make your journey as a mama that little bit simpler, you've come to the right place. I'm Deb and I can't wait to journey with you as we unpack our missions as mamas together. Hi everyone, welcome back to Mama's Mission. Today I have an awesome guest with me, her name is Kaysen, which by the way, random, but I really love your name. <laughs> it's really unusual. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. It's different, I love it. Um, today, Kaysen is talking to us about a whole bunch of things. We're just focusing on mamas and the time and how we're using our time and how to how to free up some time, hopefully. So before, I think we should just get straight into it because I'm super excited to hear what you have to say. Could you tell the listeners a bit about yourself? Yeah, thanks so much for having me on. I love your heart and I love your show and your mission and what you're all about. So I'm really excited to be here. Thank you. Um, I'm Kaysen and I've been married to my husband, Adam, for 12 years. We have three daughters, seven, four, and two. And I started my, my journey, I guess you could say, from a place of just wanting to serve other moms. So my business and my mission is just to help women who are where I was eight years ago, I felt overwhelmed and over my head, like life was always happening to me and I just had no control over it. I felt like a hot mess. I guess that's a, a, a phrase that's really popular here in the States. Yeah. And I was dealing with some depression, some postpartum depression, and just had no motivation or structure really for my life. And one day I, I reached this point which was one of the lowest points. And I just kind of said to God, there's got to be more to this, right? Like there's, you created me for more. I know that you designed motherhood to be more than what it feels like right now. So why do I feel like this and what can I do about it? And I just began to take really small steps of action and shifting my thoughts and centering my identity 
in Christ and letting my confidence come from him and what his word says about who I am in him. And that gave me the insight to be able to set boundaries and create structure for my life. And step-by-step, I just started to create a more intentional life that I'm really proud of because like I said, at one point, I didn't feel like that there was hope for me. I kind of thought, you know, other moms have it easier than I do. They don't struggle with this specific thing or, you know, it's, it's just easier for her. And so now my message to moms is that, you know, there is hope for you and you can create change in your life. And I just believe it starts with taking your time back and creating creating intentional motherhood and, and taking your time back doesn't have to be complicated. And I think I, mm. I overcomplicated it for so long. So that's really the mission that, or the message that I'm on a mission to share with moms everywhere, because if we want to pour into our kids, if we want to disciple our kids, then we also have to be filling our own cup so that we can, mm. you know, they, they get the overflow. They're not just getting the bottom of the barrel, so to speak. Yeah. I love that. I think that's so cool. Um, just going back to what you were saying, did you just have the one daughter and everything was kind of hitting the fan or it was after, yeah, it was after, well, so my first was an emergency C-section and I had some, some birth trauma there. Mm -hmm. And so there was a lot of unmet expectations, a lot of unresolved things, emotional trauma that I just didn't deal with really. And, um, so I was able to get on medication and work through some of those things a little bit. I started to feel better. Once my second daughter was born, she and I were in a car accident when she was five months old. Oh, and wow. so that really sent me, we were both fine. It was, it was, it looked a lot worse than it was. And it, it obviously impacted me emotionally and physically, but we were okay. And that really sent me into a spiral to where I ended up at my lowest point a couple months after that. And so it was really at that point where I found myself back in the same place, you know, that I felt like I had been after my first daughter was born, but in a different way. And so I really started seeking help, um, for myself to be able to work through some of that. And, you know, that's another thing that I'm a big advocate for is, medication, but with therapy as well. So that we're not just putting a bandaid on this issue with something that actually needs like surgery. So we're giving it more attention, giving yourself the attention that you need to kind of get in there and figure out what's the root of why this keeps coming up, or maybe what you could be dealing with. And a lot of that came out for me whenever I sought out counseling for myself. So that's another thing that I'm like a huge advocate for moms doing is taking time to do that for themselves as well. That is really cool. I really love that how you were talking about a Band-Aid because let's be real, that's what our medical profession does like to do. Just slap mm-hmm. a Band-Aid on it, you'll be right, but you're not getting mm-hmm. to the root of the problem. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's so cool. Um, it says you're passionate about mothers getting some extra time for themselves. What are your top three tips to achieve this? Yeah. So like I said, I think we need more times for ourselves, more time for ourselves as moms. It's hard to do, but it is possible. So the top three things I would say would be to write out your day. What does a typical day look like for you? Because this is going to show you 
an actual realistic picture of what your day looks like. I think a lot of times we think we have a lot of things going on, but we're not actually doing a lot. Mm. We don't have, you know, it's a lot of mental mess. I like to say, and that's just speaking from my own experience. I thought I was so busy and I didn't have the time, but really there was a lot of mental clutter that I hadn't sorted through that made me feel more overwhelmed than my life and schedule actually was. So I say, write out, what does your typical day look like? And it shows you where your time is going. And maybe you do see that you have a really full schedule right now. And this season is not one that you can really dig deep into the self-care, you know, to a, a greater extent, maybe it has to look different. Um, and then have a plan. So know before the time comes what you want to do and when you want to do it, because I've found myself a lot of times when I would get the baby down for a nap and I either don't know what to do because there were so many options. So I just don't <laughs> do anything yeah. or I end up sitting on the uh, the couch, scrolling my phone or watching TV. And that's not really what I wanted to do. But since I didn't have a plan, I just kind of defaulted to that. Um, and then the third thing is just to be flexible, which I know is frustrating and it's not what anybody wants to hear. And it's like, <laughs> but I want to do what I want to do. Um, sometimes, you know, life just doesn't work like that. And especially motherhood, when we have these little babies that we can't control and, you know, they're, they're their own beings. And sometimes they don't, don't cooperate with naps. So being flexible and learning to adapt and just giving yourself grace, giving them grace and just be making things figure out, like everything is figure outable. So bending and flexing with life and just kind of going with the flow, which is coming from someone who that's not part of my personality. I don't do that well. <laughs> It's something that you have to learn to do. It takes practice, but I've found that when I can flex and just bend and be okay, like roll with the punches, uh, things go a whole lot smoother for me at least. So those yeah. are, those are my tips for that. That's awesome. I would completely agree. I think going with the flow, everyone is just going to be on a way better, in a way better headspace. I think it affects yes. the whole family and Yes, don't stress the small stuff kind of thing. Yes. (laughs) Mamas need to do things for them, like we've been talking about, like self-care. So what does self-care mean for you? And how often do you believe we should practice it? So I feel like that self-care is a really hot topic right now in the mom community. Everybody's talking about self-care. Everybody's (laughs) given their their opinion of what it is and what it means and what's right and what's wrong. It can be controversial, you know, even within the Christian community, the mom Christian mom community and outside of it. I feel like you have to be very careful with how you address it. And so, because, because what people like to do, and I'm guilty of this as well, is we, we like to take what someone says and just make this general assumption about what that person must believe based on what they've said. And so my take on it is self-care is really just what fills your cup in the moment, because that's going to look different day to day. But if that's a shower, then take a long shower. If it's painting, then find time to paint. I think there are seasons where basic hygiene does feel like self-care. And <laughs> other, I mean, you know, like early per- yeah. postpartum, that is a luxury. Oh, a long you're so self. right. <laughs> In other seasons, you can be more outward focused and say, okay, where, you know, what else can I do that feels like taking care of me? That's something that I like to enjoy. 
because like I said, two months postpartum self-care looks a lot different than two years postpartum self-care. Yeah. So what, what makes sense for your season really? And, you know, I think we have to be proactive about it. We, we can't wait until we're on E because then, you know, we inevitably, inevitably do this does happen, but when we wait until we're on E and absolutely running empty, then we're already reacting and snappy and that's not serving anybody. And, you know, we want to serve, like I said, from that place of overflow. So finding regular time in your day, you know, when you ask how often should we do it as often as you can. And for me, I've had to reframe what does self-care actually mean to me? And for me, it can be something as simple as intentionally deep breathing or sitting in the sunshine. It's just, it's all about the mindset shift and what you're intentionally doing in the moment and saying, okay, taking ownership of it, saying, this is mine. I'm taking this moment right now for me to sit and be, and I'm going to take this breath because it might be the only one that I have until I get disrupted or have to go get a crying baby, but lowering the expectations a little bit and just reminding yourself that it can be simple. It doesn't have to be complicated. It doesn't have to be a, a weekend at the spa. It can be, you know, yeah. a, a walk outside or just something else that you enjoy. That is so good. And I think that links to what you were saying earlier about having a plan for your day, even if you slot in as you were talking about, you know, if you've newly had a baby, okay, I really do need to get a shower. And that is like one of my priorities. One of the way I'm ways I'm going to self-care that has to go in the plan. Like it's a non-negotiable. And mm -hmm. so when baby's down for a nap or whenever you can fit it in, get that shower in. And you're mm -hmm. so right. I will completely agree with you. Self-care does change. Mm -hmm. We we're always going through different seasons I love that. And it, yeah. you're right. I think we, it's probably a lot different in the States, but yeah, even over here, self-care is like um, a pedicure or something usually with quite a high price tag and it doesn't have to be the case. Yeah. So that's really cool. Uh, let's see. How do you create time for God in your life? Okay. So my, my structured study time of the Bible typically happens first thing in the morning. And sometimes I'll, I'll sit down again before bed, but typically the middle of my day is going to be kind of crazy or already taken up with other things. So I know if I can get up a little bit earlier than my girls, I can have that quiet time to really get focused or really study a little bit deeper than I would if I've got kids running around. Now I understand that's not possible for every mom in every season. So what I did before my girls had a consistent wake up time, or maybe before the baby was sleeping through the night, I, I try to think of other ways to get into the word. So I have the Bible app on my phone and I can play that through a speaker or play it on my phone or headphones. And I just try to make sure that I'm regularly consuming the word that I'm regularly reminding myself of what God says in his word, not only about me, but about the mission that we're called to and the promises that he has and, and the things that he wants to show us in his word. I think that we believe this lie again, that it has to look a certain way or feel a certain way. And that if I can't get out my hard copy of my Bible and sit at a desk with my hot coffee and pens, 
you know, for this amount of time, then it doesn't count. Mm. And so if you can just do what you can with where you are and just got, because God just wants us to come as we are, he doesn't ask us to come with a hard copy of the Bible. He just asks us to come. And so when I kind of take him out of this box that says, you know, I don't have to only meet with him in the morning because that's a relationship, right? Like we're, you are continuously communicating with someone. Mm. So I think when we can shift our perspective on what the relationship with him actually is, it can be this continuous thing that throughout the day we are talking to him through prayer, or we have worship music on, or we play some verses, a passage of scripture. And so I just try to be intentional with, okay, where are pockets of time within my day that I can actually do this? And I'm, I'm, am in a season right now to where I can schedule those things. And they, most of the time go according to plan. That's not to say they always do, but I try to make that something that I actually do schedule into my day to make sure that it consistently happens. Because like everybody else, if you don't consistently plan for it, for me, it's not going to happen. Yeah. I really love that. That's again, talking to the season that you're in and that Mm -hmm. whole concept of going with the flow a lot of grace mm-hmm. and yeah, that's really applicable to me, especially because I'm going into what we do to have our second baby very shortly. And it's going to be, oh, I've almost forgotten what it's like to have a newborn. <laughs> yeah. <So. laughs> it's going to be very different. And it you will. Know, yeah. And so we just have to have that, have grace for ourselves and, and not believe that it has to look a certain way or, or be a certain way that it still counts that whatever you can bring to God, he honors and he meets you right where you are. Yeah. And I think it's cool as well, what you were saying, how a lot of the times our quiet time or time with him is in the morning, but he actually, he just wants that real relationship where we chat to him throughout the day. It's not just mm-hmm. a Like, I don't know how a marriage would go if you just had a few words with each other in the morning and then that's it. Like, don't communicate at all. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) It would be a little strained. (laughs) Right. So, yeah, that's what he's wanting. (laughs) Exactly. What, um, if we take a bit of a tangent, what routines or rhythms could you suggest that could free up a mama's time in some way? Okay. So some rhythms that have helped me, and and this is kind of a, I guess this is more of a boundary maybe, but it's around my phone. And so I know that I have more time when I'm more disciplined with the amount of time I'm, I'm not spending on my phone. So it's a really big time sucker for me. And so if I know, okay, I want to be phone free, or I'm going to set my phone in a designated place in the house for, for this time of day. So maybe while my baby's napping and maybe it's before bed, a couple hours before bed, whatever it is, that one rhythm that you consistently do. So a rhythm is really just anything you, you regularly do at a, the general, like generally the same time of day. Right. So mm-hmm. if I know every day when my baby goes down, I'm going to, I'm not going to pick my phone back up. I'm going to do the laundry or whatever it is. That to me has saved me the most time is breaking up with my phone. (laughs) Um, (laughs) So, um, you know, working with moms one-on-one through this problem, I have, I've found, and I've learned that 
everybody's schedule is so different and everybody's season is so different. So it really is an individualized thing as to what is going to help you create more time and space for your life. But generally speaking, setting those boundaries around my phone is going to, it's going to help you free up a lot of time. And also just trying to get up just even five minutes before your kids in the morning. So for me, the routine of a morning routine for just five minutes is what I started with. And I'd get up and I'd ask myself a few check-in questions, and then I would just get started for the day. And over time that evolved into more of a study of what it is now or a quiet time you could say, but in the beginning, it didn't start out like that. It just, and I should say that I tried for probably eight years to be a morning person, quote unquote. Yeah. And, and I just don't, I don't enjoy mornings. I'm not a morning person. I don't wake up just ready to go singing, dancing. That's not my personality because a lot of moms will say, well, I'm not a morning person. I'm not either, but I love my morning time now that I'm in a season to where it makes sense for me. Um, But even if you had a rhythm of getting up and like we said a minute ago, knowing that you're going to consume or meet with the Lord in some way, consume the Bible, um, that could be a regular rhythm that you implement as well. Um, But five minutes is a long time if you're being intentional with it. If we were to sit here in silence for five minutes, all of the listeners would be like, what is happening? This is taking forever. So when I started, I kind of like started to see time in a different way. And like I said earlier in the conversation, when you get really intentional in the moment, you can do a lot within five minutes. So if you do wake up five minutes earlier than what you're waking up now, maybe you could start some laundry or go ahead and cook the breakfast or whatever it is to where, or just sit, just sit with some hot coffee, whatever you want to do. But little things like that add up. And that is how you free time up for yourself. Yeah, I would completely agree. With the phone, I know you've talked about this in a previous episode. I remember listening to of yours. Obviously, you use your phone for work. Mm -hmm. How, and I think that's so cool. I love that term, break up with your phone. (laughs) Um, but you haven't completely broken up with your phone because you still need it. So in order to be intentional with your phone use, is that something that you plan in or like get in the schedule somehow, or you just know when the times are that you're not going to pick your phone up? How, how do you navigate that? Yeah. And so I know I, uh, well, I have a laptop and so I try to, even if it's going to be work promotional work on a social media platform, I try to log in from the laptop because I'm less likely to get stuck there or hung up scrolling when I'm just on a computer versus on the phone. So that's one way if I'm going to be working, then I try to do it from a laptop. Now, if I'm doing something else, just posting something to a story, say, because I I can't do that from the laptop. I will, you know, I'll try to be mindful of how long that I'm on. And it takes, it takes intention. It takes discipline because I think we've all been there. At least I've been there where I'm scrolling, thinking to myself, okay, you need to get off now. Okay. You need to close the (laughs) app out now. And then it's been like 20, 30 minutes or longer. Yeah. And you've just sat there scrolling. So 
how I, how I have broken up with it in a way is I will have to put it in a different room or I will have to put it away from me. Um, there are different phone settings that you can set. So I do not get notifications for socials. I don't get notifications for messenger. I really, the only, only notifications that I get on my phone are a text message or a phone call. I even recently turned off email notifications. So I have to click into the apps to see what's going on. But the only way to not do that is to have your phone physically not next to you. And so you may set it up on the charger before bedtime and just say, okay, every night before bed and 30 minutes or an hour before bed, I'm going to set it by the nightstand and I'm not going to be in there. Or you could say, like we said earlier, if the baby's going down for a nap, you could have it in a jar on the kitchen table or somewhere else to where it's not. Because the thing is, for me, I found if it's not right next to me, I don't pick it up out of habit or I don't go find it out of habit. It's just when it's sitting beside me, I'm going to pick it up and mindlessly start to do things on it. So really just deciding, okay, when, when do you tend to get on and feel like you waste a lot of time on your phone? And then how can you pre-plan to where you know what's going to happen? The brain knows what's going to happen when XYZ happens. So with the naps, if the baby's going to go down for a nap and we're going to try to not to get on the phone for an hour, we want to use that time and be productive. Where can you put the phone to where it's not going to distract you during that time? And just thinking yeah. through, and it takes practice and it takes just getting into that rhythm of doing it consistently. And my biggest thing there would be to just say, don't give up and do not beat yourself up and do not get stuck in the guilt and the shame of, oh, I just, I want to get off this phone, but I can't do it. And why can't I get myself together? Because everybody is learning at something, right? Like nobody has yeah. arrived and we're all trying to to do things different and do things better. And anytime, anytime you try to do something new, it's going to be hard. So just give yourself grace and try again tomorrow. That would be my biggest piece of advice for that. Yeah, I love that. And that again, links to what you were saying earlier. This whole journey that you've been on hasn't been something that all of a sudden you realize I'm, I'm made for more than this. I don't have to necessarily, like motherhood doesn't need to be this overwhelming it didn't change overnight. Mm -hmm. I love the word you used evolve. It did evolve over time. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'm here all about. And mama's mission as well. It's baby steps. Just take it yes. one day at a time. Don't, don't like, I think we're our, our worst enemies, aren't we? And we look to others and we're like, oh my goodness, they've got it so together. Yes. I need to have like the hour long quiet time or whatever. Mm -hmm. And if it, if we can't achieve it, then it's like, oh, I'm not even going to try. Exactly. And that's People, not. <laughs> the go big or go home. Is that a phrase? Yeah. Over there? Go big or yes. go home. Yes. I say, I say, if you go big, you're, you're going to go home because you're going <laughs> to lose. You're, it's not going to be good. You have to go small, go small every time. And, and to speak to what you said about the overwhelm and, and feeling like a mess there, I think again, with, you know, a big thing I try not to play into is I'm not a hot mess mom anymore. I called myself a hot mess mom for a really long time. And it yeah. felt too, it started to just feel too heavy. And I couldn't, I couldn't carry that anymore. It's like a label that I was identifying myself as. Um, and so that's not to say that my life is perfect or that it never feels like chaos or never feels like a mess. It's how you see it. It's how 
your mindset around what you're going through and the fact that you can become a, a problem solver and take action instead of staying stuck in the mess. And two, knowing that as, as a, a daughter of God, we are broken. We do still live in our flesh in a broken world. And we have these pieces that we have to bring to him over and over. Right. So I'm continually turning things over to him. He's constantly showing me new idols in my life and places where other things that are taking my attention instead of him. And so it is always a process. And I think it's very easy to look at people, even well-known I guess you could say celebrity type Christian figures and say, oh, she has it all together. She's perfect. Her life must look like this. And it's just not true. And I think that's one of the big lies that the enemy uses to keep us small and to keep us defeated. And he he loves nothing more than for us as moms and women to believe those things every time those thoughts pop into our minds. I completely agree. It's just recognize, recognizing those lies, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And fixing and that our, takes work. It, it, takes it work. really does. It really does. And it's getting vulnerable with the Holy Spirit for mm-hmm. him to actually speak to you and say, that's not what I've designed you for. Like, I've made you for so much more than this. Yeah. Oh, I, I've got so much out of this conversation, and I hope the listeners have as well. Are you able to tell our listeners where they can hear more about you? Yeah, of course. I've got a podcast. It's called Her Pursuit. So you can search that wherever you listen to podcasts. And then I've got a Facebook community as well that you're welcome to to check it out. You can search Her Pursuit on there. It should pop up. And I would love to connect with you. Well, thank you so much, Kaysen. It's been so good chatting to you. And all of those links, like her podcast, which, by the way, is really great. And thank you. On on a side note, you are nailing it with getting out those episodes. Like, (laughs) I am in awe. I think you're doing such a great job with, like, I think, are you hitting two episodes a week at the moment? I am. So, Yeah, I'm releasing on Tuesdays and Thursdays now. It's been a big shift. I just started that at the beginning of the year. It's taken an adjustment, but in a lot of pre-planning, but we're doing (laughs) it and I'm rolling with it. And it's so good. It's so fun. It is awesome. I just love it. I love seeing your beautiful face in my uh, podcast. You know, you, you see your beautiful art and I'm like, yeah, okay, cool. Another episode. And I don't know, I'm just like, I binge listen to podcasts. I just love it so much. So, and I know that you guys will too. And so I'll leave all of the links in the description box below. So thank you so much for joining us today, Kaysen. Thank you so much. This has been so fun. (laughs) And I'll catch you next time. All right. Thanks for listening to Mama's Mission. If you liked what you heard, please leave a review. Thanks, guys. Hey, Mama. I can pretty much say ditto to what my little girl just said. It lights me up when you're encouraged to disciple your kids from the content here at Mama's Mission. So either leave a review on the podcast or hit me up on Instagram at a dash of Deb. Or better yet, join the family by subscribing to our newsletter. The link is in the description. Be blessed, Mama.